Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Rework. This week is part three in our Pixels to Product series that I recorded with Jed Toffer earlier this summer. On the podcast, This Conversation, sponsored by White House Custom Color, this week we're talking about sales, all things related to sales, the things that go great, the things that don't go so great, and how to make things go more great, more usually. So hope you enjoy it. Listen in. Allison Tyler-Jones, here we are for the third part in our series from Pixels to Products. Um, this one's on sales. Yeah. We've talked about products, pricing. Now we're talking about sales. And then we have a fourth segment as well um, that feature 
a couple profiles of some real world professional photographers that are out there making it happen. But for this one, we're going to focus on sales. Talk a little bit about who you are real quick, and then let's dive in. I'm Allison Tyler-Jones, and I am a portrait photographer in Mesa, Arizona. We specialize in family and children, and we sell wall art for our clients' homes and custom-designed albums. So sales, right? And, 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 and let's, also, let's also narrow this down a little bit, maybe. In-person sales for you, right? Correct. There's lots of ways to sell things. Lots of people are using galleries and selling things online. That's a different beast we're focused on for this conversation, in-person sales. Correct. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Let's yep. jump in. Okay. So I feel like sometimes before we get prescriptive and start telling people what they should do, mm. sometimes I feel like it's helpful to look at what isn't working, what is causing things to burn down in your business. Okay. And the reason I can say all of these things is because I've done all of these things. I have okay. burned down all the things. The I've made all the mistakes, you know, right. the things that didn't work. And so the, the knowledge is hard one. So well, and sometimes it's best to learn that way. Sometimes we I need know. to learn that way, not just from ourselves, but to learn from other people's mistakes, right? Right. Well, my mom taught me, she's always said, why do you have to learn everything the hard way? Yeah. Which is, you have to do it. Could you learn from other people's mistakes? So yes, it would be. So this is the, the reason why we're doing this podcast is so that you can, the listeners can learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I personally have made a lot of these. So unfortunately. So num number one, I would say that one of the things that is sabotaging sales is the sneak peek or the oh. online gallery, loading that up and letting them see things before they come before. in. Yes. Before yes. they come in for their sales. Right. Um, now, selfishly, there's a couple of reasons why I don't do that anymore. And that is because I realized that fully 99% of what it, of, of shooting and doing everything that I do is I love to sit there and watch them, watch the clients see that whole thing unfold, to see their kids in a new way, to see how their husband looks at them, to see how much their kids love them. I, I just, that is a magical moment for me. And for I, for the first I, time, the that's first the big piece, right? Like there's only, there's only one first time. Right. Exactly. For sure. And, you know, those feelings that you get if you're a parent, you know, that as you sit at a baptism or, or a, a moment in a child's life where you kind of get that perspective of like, wow, I'm really glad we had these kids. You know, I'm really glad we decided to do this whole thing called family in the first place, you know? And so I want to see that with them. And I want to yeah. experience yeah, that yeah, yeah. part of the experience. So even in COVID times where we've been having to do some of this stuff remotely doing it on a Zoom, I still will not put up a web gallery ahead of time. I have to, and I, they have to have their video on. I have to see them, see it. It's, it's just, and I, I will use these exact words that I'm using with you. That's how I talk about it because it's just like, just throw me a bone. I need to see you see it. That's, that's what's so fun. So that's, that has nothing to do with making money or sales or anything. That's just this completely. Uh, not directly, but you're actually, I love the communication there. I love, I love everything that's in between the lines there, right? Because they're getting a sense that this is a really big deal sincerely for you as an artist, as a creative to mm -hmm. be a part of that piece, to be a part of that piece of the puzzle, so to speak, or that part of the experience that you, that it's such a big deal. And, and historically they, they know that, you know, this, they're not, they're not the only ones that you've ever said this with, like, this is, this is part of it. And this is a big part, of it, right? 
I love all of that that exists there, even even in that short little conversation back and forth with them. Well, and you're setting the expectation of yes. that this is special. Yes. This is a yes. big deal, right. you know, and you're spending big dollars. And so when you're spending big dollars, it should be a big deal. It better you know? be. Yeah, it better right. be. Like the last car I bought, I remember like, you know, you go for the three hour car purchasing experience, you know, as you're sitting there, like they go back and forth and talk to the manager 15 times. And finally, when it was done, I, I was like, it was like nine o'clock at night. They were shutting the dealership down. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel like that when I signed that paper and spent that much money, there should be like a balloon drop and cheerleaders doing back <laughs> here to celebrate this. But I'm feeling very let down. Like this just is not special to me, you know? Well, and, and you're is, exhausted. No, exhausted. But yeah. you know what I did? He's like, well, they're back there washing it right now. It'll be out, you know, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Um, he pulled the car around and they had, he had tied helium balloons to the rear view mirrors. Word. And I'm telling you that stupid thing. I was like, Oh, I, I'm totally validated in buying this car. Like <laughs> it, all my buyers remorse left for like, this, this was the right decision. And I drove home with them on my car <laughs> and they like ripped off and they were like strings hanging from my rear view mirrors. But I mean, I, but like something that simple to yeah. just say, this is special. This yeah. is special. So we're setting the expectation of, hey, this needs to be a person because this is special. Mm -hmm. And I and I want to be and I want to see you. Yeah. I want to see you see this. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I like okay. it. We need to back up because in-person sales for my studio does not start at the viewing appointment. The in-person sales starts with an in-person consultation mm -hmm. before we ever pick up a camera. Right. So before we pick up a camera, we are, we are doing consultations. We know what is selling. So we know what we're selling. We know what we're shooting for. And so that's, that is integral to what I do. I will not do a shoot without a consultation. So this is this piece I have heard referred to as pre-selling. Yes. But it's more than that too, right? What, and tell me, tell me real quick, what else is going on in your mind during that part of the process other than the pre-sell? Because more is happening. Correct. So a couple of things are happening. So, you know, first contact is usually like a phone call and they're, they're talking with my, my client coordinator, Jessica. And then she's kind of like just, you know, establishing the relationship and kind of getting that going. And then she just lets them know, okay, this is how we work. We set three appointments. The first is your consultation, then your session. And then about a week later, we should review an order appointment for you to come. Right. And so it's just, that's just how we work. That's how the process works. If you want to work with us, that is how it happens. And so then some people, you know, every now and then you might get somebody to say, well, we're really busy. You know, can we skip the consultation? And the answer is, um, you know, other people are busy too. We get that. We know that, but what we found is that you're going to get the best results yeah. for the best investment right. if we do it this way. You you're know, letting so, them know how important that part is. Yeah, it's a, it's super important. Yeah. So then rather than pre-selling, I don't really look at it as pre-selling. What I look at it is like that we're getting on the same page. And we're and what my yep. sister is, who's I've mentioned before, is an interior designer. And then also um, contractors use the same term. It's called we're defining the scope of work. So we're just defining ahead of time what it is that we're going to shoot for. Mm -hmm. so we're not going to just come in and shoot a bunch of images and you're just going to pick from all the images. We're going to say, okay, what's the game plan? So we're starting from the beginning with tell me what your home looks like. 
Tell me about your kids. Tell me about their personalities. So I want to know, I need to know a lot of things before I can even quote prices or anything like that. Mm. So I need to know about their, how they live. Um, what does their house look like? Are they very formal? Is it contemporary? Mm. Is it transitional? Is it modern farmhouse? You know, that sort of thing. How do the kids relate to each other? Are they a very formal buttoned up family? Or are they like, you know, I said, what's that? Like, I'll say, what does Sunday morning look like in your house? If everybody's all piled in the bed together and we're, you know, watching cartoons, eating cereal, that's a different family than, you know, we're all buttoned up and we're headed out to church, you know, right. and, and you actually might have both of those things in the same family. You know, right. that's right. mutually exclusive. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Same. I was just going to say, wait, yeah. that's us yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, we want to get to know them. And then one of the things that Jessica says in that first phone call is that we believe in complete transparency. We don't like any of our clients to have surprises. And so the consultation is the time you leave the consultation, having a full knowledge of what your investment will look like and then what to wear and where the images are going to potentially hang in your home. And so it just calms everything down because rather than people on the phone going, I just need to know how much, I just need to know how much and how much I'm too scared. It's going to be expensive. They know that like, Hey, before we even shoot anything, we're going to talk about this. And if it's too much, you don't have to do it. Right. You know, right. So we're getting, we're dating, we're getting to be friends. We're going to figure out what it is that we're doing. And then we're defining the scope of work. And so that looks like things like, um, you know, okay, so Jed, tell me, you know, we're going to shoot you and Vicky and the kids. What's the most important image to you? Is it just the kids together? Is it the whole family together? And you'd be surprised at how people have different opinions about that. And then, um, you know, so I'm taking notes in this. I have like this comprehensive consultation form that's like ridiculous, but it's awesome because it just kind of gives me the little speed bumps that I need to remember to ask the questions that I need to ask because I tend to get, I know this will shock you. I tend to get a little bit chatty and get out, you know, get, get out, lose my way. So that helps um, to have that. And so basically by the time we're done with that, we've just got, and, and okay, hold on, let me back up. So when I ask them, okay, well, where are these images going to live? You know, are they going to be on the, above the fireplace? Are they going to be in the family room, the entry? Um, almost everybody answers that question the same way. And that's, I don't know. Oh. I, just, I don't know. I just, maybe five, 10, five to 10% might say, I just need something over the fireplace. They have a spot, right? A spot. But most people are like, uh, I don't know. My kids are just maximum cute and I need some pictures or <laughs> they're getting older and we haven't done it. Yeah, we better do it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw somebody else's holiday card, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. There's there's usually a lot of reasons. But they haven't thought past that we just need to document this time. Right, right. And so then I will just say, okay, that's what everybody says. That's right. completely normal. Right. So what we do is we specialize in wall art for your home and custom design albums. So when you think of these pictures, do you think of them living on the walls of your home? Or are you, do you think of them more of, as an album person? And some of my clients are both. Yep. And so you can, it's very interesting because people that are, that are wall, that are like, like not album at all, are like, oh, just like, wall. I'm not, I'll never look at an album. Or they'll say, oh, I like the idea of a story. Yeah. You know, so usually my album people, I never, I don't really get a lot of only album people. They're generally a both or mm-hmm. just a wall. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's true. But for- you're finding that out and you're having that conversation. Right. Right. beforehand because you're also asking them questions like you said that they haven't really thought about that will be very helpful to both you and them right especially when you get to the point where you're actually in the sale 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we start to talk about, you know, where are things going? We, we're nailing that down. And then that gives me an idea of how big those things are going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, you know, they really want to just talk about the clothes. That's the main reason for the weather. That's like the weather, you know, on, on, on the news. Right. They put that at the end. Right. Because if, <laughs> if they did the weather in the first 10 minutes, you just turned. Nobody, the TV nobody would be there anymore. The, the lost puppy in the house, the bird. I'm like, yeah. You, yeah. So the, the talking about the clothing is like the very last thing we talk about because that's easy to talk about. Yeah. And so I want to, I want to talk with them about like, I want them walking through their head mentally and thinking like, where are those images going to go? And then when we talk about, if they think that the album might be a thing, then, then that's, you know, I will say, well, the, shooting for an album is a complete, is a very different kind of session. That's, sure. There's more in between moments. Yeah. And so I don't need to know that right now, but I, I do need to know on the day of the shoot. So discuss with your husband and see if that's in the cards. Mm. And then, you know, I quote, I'll quote them the price of the album and everything and they can decide. So then they're, as they go away, they're thinking about all of the possibilities. They're walking through their house and see, oh, there could be a picture up above there in the fireplace. So this could be a family gallery down the hallway. I really, I told her that I didn't think I wanted to do an album, but actually I really do think I mm-hmm. wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, now what happens uh, very often is, so they say, I don't know what I want to do. The other thing that they say is, well, can't we just shoot the images and then we'll decide later. And so that's a, that's not an objection, but it kind of is an objection. It's just it's delaying the decision-making. Delaying which women the decision, are, yes. Women are really good at delaying the decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just say, well, absolutely. I don't need to know today whether you're doing an album, but because that's a different session and I'm going to do more in-between storytelling moments, I do need to know the day of the session if we are doing an album, if I'm shooting for an album. Um, and because if we're not, that we only have so much ju- good juju, only so much good energy to go around. And I can't waste it on things that there's no place for those to go. So if there's no place for that to hang, l- let's not stress the kids out and your husband and everything else. Let's just focus on our main thing. So if you're telling me the above the fireplace and it's the mantle 60 inches wide and you want a single image of the family, let's just do that. Let's just work that till it's dead and make it great. Right. And you don't need to do all the other stuff. And so you can see them go, she's really not going to shoot more than, yeah, Oh, I have to decide. I need to decide right now, like what it is that we're, we're doing. So it just kind of puts the the monkey on their back to decide what it is that they want, because there's no other industry that works on spec, except for graphic designers that works on spec. Like we do to that that extent, right. That extent they don't, Mm -hmm. they won't do it. And, and, we, and we do it all the time. So, you know, an, an attorney is not going to give you five different contracts and have you read through them and see which one you like best and pick that, but they did all the work for all of them. Right. They're not right. going to charge you for all that hourly. Like it's just, it doesn't happen. It's, it's, right. it's um, irrational, but for, for our industry, somehow it's become like the industry standard. And so, mm. but it took me a long time to learn that I, I, I did it. I would do the consultation and this is another thing that will burn yourselves down is I would do the consultation, but I got too busy talking about the clothes and talking about how we're going to light it and the background and the design. And this is going to be so cool. And all the cool ideas and brainstorming the art of it, but never talking about where is that, what is that going to be printed on? What is, where is it going Mm -hmm. to take? And so that's the other one that will just kill you is if you, and, and sometimes I still do that. I'll get in and get talking too much and not nail it down. 
So I would say that if you find yourself in a consultation, as you get to the end and you realize, I don't know if I've really quoted prices or we've really talked mm-hmm. about that. The third thing that will burn yourselves down is not talking price early enough. Yeah. Yep. Have you found that? You think that's... Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You don't want sticker shock to occur during a sale. It's, it, it, it'll destroy the whole thing. You right. want to bring it up. You want to bring it up with confidence. You want to get on the same page and you want everybody rolling it. Now, if they decide to spend more, wonderful. And that actually happens a lot more when you've discussed the prices and you've presented them in confidence on the front end. And right. even if you get the people that, you know, gulp it down a little bit when they first hear, that's happening in a, in a consultation as opposed to a sale. Huge difference. Yep. Huge difference. Because they have all of this psychological time now to go home from that consultation. And in their mind, they have time like, I could cancel this thing right now. I don't even have to do this. Right. And, some, and some do. Right. Some, yeah, some, say, some do. Some yeah, will say, too much. it's not in the cards right now. We just can't yeah. do it. Love your work and, you know, yeah. love to come back. They So they don't feel like they have to commit. Then they come for the shoot. And hope, if you're doing your job right, and that whole experience is just freaking amazing, yeah. and they love that, then that is just adding another little layer of value to Absolutely. that to that work. And then they're seeing their kids, and they're having this great time, and they're doing all that. And then they're still like, "Well, that doesn't mean I'm going to spend that money, right? <laughs> right?" I know what the base is. So if you quote, like, a, even if you quoted a range, they're always thinking they're at the low, right? Oh, yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm spending that. I'm not. I didn't, didn't say I'm not going. I'm not going to. Like, like my grandson says, I will we not. I will we not. Will we not going to will do we it. not. No. Um, but then they come in for the for the view and order session, and then I have the walls. We get the their wall photos. Their everything's laid out yeah. just exactly what we talked about, and they mm-hmm. can see it. And then they have had all that time to think about what that price is. They've had all that a great experience, and then they can go. Yeah, that's exactly, that's even better than I had. I never even thought I wanted. It's so great. And in fact, I like that. And I already had that number in my mind. But now that I've gotten used to that number, let's just add a few more things. and Bump it up a little bit. Just bump it up a little bit. Yeah. Because they're ready. They're prepped already. And how I think, so to me, that's how I sell without being salesy. Like it's, I don't want to be a jerk and, and shove something down somebody's throat. Nope. You know, and, and I'm a good, I am a good salesperson. Like I can talk and I can convince people of things, but I realized that as prices got to be uh, higher or more expensive, that I could sell it just by sheer force of personality in that view and order. But then what would happen is they would go home and sleep on it. And the next morning it'd be like, yeah, that we can't do that. we got to cut it in half. Right. No, right. I, I went to bed thinking the sale was this. And then I wake up the next morning and it's, and I'm having to refund. And then you've got the credit card fees. They don't refund your credit card fees, mm. you know? So that is not a good way to do business. It's then it makes you have, it makes you feel like angry towards your client who is giving you money and you should never feel that way. Right. 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 Yeah. Speak, but along those lines though, I'll, let me push a little bit. I like to push a little bit, Do it, especially you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're, I, I feel like one of the big reasons to do the, the, the consultation, you know, you have, you have all the different things. And I, again, I've heard it called pre-selling, but there, again, I think there's just so much more to it. I don't like it to be distilled just to that, but I feel like one of them is that you're, you're addressing and maybe handling and maybe putting yourself into a position to avoid objections that occur in the sale, right? A lot of people have all oh, the common objections and I've seen lists of the common objections. And what you're doing is you're, you're, I feel like you're putting yourself 
via a consultation into the mix, you're, you're like, those aren't going to happen near as much. And at some point, and, and in some cases, they don't happen at all because of the consultation. But when they do occur, how do you, how do you handle objections that do sporadic as it may be occur during the sale? despite all the effort that you've already put in. Right. And that, that is very real. Um, well, so I'm going to answer that in two parts. One is I think it is essential to have a list of those questions that continually come up and have answers for them and actually be the one to bring them up. Because I know when I first started for the, for many years, I was like, okay, if I could just make it a great enough experience, they won't ask those questions. They'll think yes. it's so valuable that they won't even feel that. Right. They won't ask it. And then I, so I was kind of hiding from it. I didn't want to talk price. I didn't want to, do that. <laughs> I didn't want to be salesy. Right. So now I've gone completely the opposite. It's yeah. like, you know, as people are like, wow, like when they walk in to my studio and they go, wow, this isn't going to be cheap. And I'm like, I know it is going to be a money hemorrhage. And then I was, ah, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. doubled down. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, oh, I know. I'm like, I hope, or like when we're shooting the, the husband's like, I got to get back to work. I'm like, you do. Cause you got to go make a lot of money. <laughs> Cause did you just see what just happened with those kids? Like, it is not my fault yeah. that you live in a huge house and you have yeah. all these kids, like go make a lot of money. They knew, we had a, we nervous. had a couple write us a check. He was writing me a check and he knew we were going on vacation the next day. He goes, looks like I'm paying for your vacation. I said, you are. Yes. Thank you. This yeah. was great. Yeah. And they've come in like 30 times since then, rather than going the sheepish route. Right. Right. You don't like, want to no, be sheepish. No. Oh, no. Acknowledge, acknowledge. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I and I, you know, just acknowledge that it is expensive. And so in, so what that looks like about getting out ahead of that is that when I'm talking to clients, you know, even before a consultation that maybe they're giving me pushback about coming in, I will say, you know, look, the reason we do a consultation is this is not an inexpensive process. Right. And like anything, any custom artwork or custom design that you are ordering whether it's landscaping your house, decorating your yeah. house, whatever, that's got to, you got to have some conversations ahead of time so that you right. know we're all on the same page and we're all shooting for the same thing, literally, yes. you know? So getting that ahead of it. But sometimes, again, there's always going to be something that's coming up. Uh, so I have a secret, I have like a magic silver bullet for hard questions. And this is something that you can say, I don't care what they say to you. I don't care if they say, I have a Molotov cocktail in my back pocket and I want to burn this place down <laughs> or like whatever, like whatever they say, like, how dare you, the audacity of you charging this amount of money, yeah. who in the hell do you yeah. think <laughs> that is what every, that's every photographer's biggest fear. The biggest fear it is. Yeah. is that they're going to be like, are you freaking kidding me? Who do you think you are? Right. It's never happened. I did have one dad, one CEO dad say to his wife, and he was such a jerk. I, I hope he actually listens to this because he was such a jerk. He says to his wife, he's like, he looks at the invoice, he's like, whoa, I guess I'm in the wrong business. You know, I'm like, so yeah. So you want to double down and be like, well, you might Maybe be. You are. I'm like, yeah. I go, are you looking for work? Like, <laughs> You know, anyway, just a jerk. But anyway, so you're always going to have, you're going to have outliers, right? You're going to have outliers. Yes. So the closest I've ever had was that, like a guy saying, well, I did have another guy that like literally, I think I might've talked to you about this. I don't know if we talked about this in an earlier ses session, but he pounded his fist on the- Oh yeah, yep. The guy yeah. that pounded, yep. Yeah, so this is my magic bullet answer to anything that you don't know the answer to, or that even if you know the answer, like they have just lit your hair on fire and it's a sphincter clench and you're like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to say? 
Okay. The answer is you just sit physically. Okay. You're here. You're sitting up front. You physically just sit back in your chair and you just go, well, tell me more about that. I don't care what they've said to you. I'm going to burn your studio down. I hate your guts. You suck as a photographer. Tell me more about that. Immediately, that takes the monkey off of your back. And then they have to um, explain what statement just came out of their mouth. And that gives you time to regroup from your fight or flight, your amygdala. That's <laughs> Yeah, right. And, and go, okay, I know how to answer this. I know how to answer this. This is going to be okay. Okay. So throw an objection at me. I, I I think I think what you're doing there is it's fat. There's a lot of psychology here for me, which is kind of a hobby that I have. But you're disarming. Oh, totally. It's my favorite. Thing. It's un, it's unexpected for one thing. I think a lot of times, you know, on their end, they're all fired up. Yep. And when they make a statement like that, sometimes even when it comes out of their mouth, it sounds a lot harsher than maybe they even intend. They're afraid. They're angry. They're maybe they're embarrassed. Who knows what's going on? And who knows whether or not it has anything to do with you. And so when they say that, they're expecting something to come back at them that they will then feel justifies where they're at in the first place to say what they said. And so when you say, tell me more about that, don't you just, I mean, when that happens, don't you just see like this discombobulated look, confusion, like that, that, do they even know where to go half the time? No. Yes. And and this is what's so interesting to me because it's like when you're lit up and you are freaking out, Uh you are not hearing things correctly. Uh You're hearing through your own filter. They think I suck. They think it's not but they think I'm not a good photographer. I'm a sucking human being, like all of yeah. that, right? Yeah. But really, so I've had that happen. And that, and that last, that other guy experience I told you about, but also I've had it where I said, well, okay, so, you know, wait a minute. I thought, like, literally we say every step in the process that we do not sell printable digital files. I'm uh-huh. telling you. Then we can get a client that's Dory and has complete amnesia that you told <laughs> Right. Can't remember and, anything. And they're like, okay, so now when do we get the digital files? The print because I, I just need to print some canvases for my mom. Uh-huh. And then you're and so I'm just like, oh, you know, <laughs> or whatever. You know, so then I'm well, tell me more about that. Or, or where, where are my digital files? Tell me more about that. And so then I can it gives me time to regroup and say, you know, the party line and, and go back. But or they might be saying they don't want to print, they don't really want that's probably not a good example. It, you know, wait, don't I get the digital files? Because immediately I'm lit up like, how did we not get out ahead of this? How did we not tell them? Right. How yeah. is this happening? It's Jessica's fault. She did not yeah, tell you blame somebody. I mean, of course, I'm not going to blame myself, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, but, and then I'm like, okay, so are, tell me more about that. Well, you know, I want to post them on social media. My kids are teenagers. They want to post them on Instagram. Oh yeah. No, anything that goes on the wall or in an album, you will have the social media files. Right. Okay. So, but inside I'm freaking out. Like she wants to print a 40 by 60 to go in her kid's bedroom, you know? So I'm, I'm where if I had answered her with what I was interpreting it through my own lens, I might come off like, well, you know, exactly. I told you exactly. And then in their mind, if it's going to go South, it's justified in going South to them. It's like, well, look, look, look at how I'm being treated now. Like, cause yeah. they're able to do the same, yes. the same thing that we are on their end. Right. But when you come back with like uh, something that's completely disarming, completely unexpected, there's, there's really not a lot that they can continue on with that. You know? so, anyway, I, I love that. I love that technique. 
If you're feeling like you don't have the control that you want in the processes in your business, meaning you shoot an amazing session, you get the client into an in-person sales meeting, and somehow it just goes wrong. Either what they said they want, they didn't really want, you weren't able to close the sale. There's just some problem along the way. I can really trace any of those kinds of problems back to not performing my client consultation correctly. And so I've developed a form for that. Our client consultation sheet that we use in our business every single day is available to you free of charge at dotherework.com. Go there, sign up, download it, and use it in your business. Start using it immediately and you will be amazed at how it improves the experience for your clients, how it clarifies what it is that they want to purchase from you and what you want to shoot for them. It just gets everybody on the same page. You have all the information right where you need it and it just makes things better. So go to dotherework.com and download it there. Okay, so everybody wants to sell more. Everybody wants higher averages. Everybody wants bigger and and better say, sales. And and the first thing that comes to mind when you when you want to sell more, when you want to have higher averages is to raise your prices. And most of the time in my experience, people can handle raising their prices or they in a lot of cases people need to raise their prices, right? But it's rare where you're like, "Oh no, your prices are pretty good." Um, so, but what else goes into that, you know, as far as like having, having bigger sales, uh, having a bigger sales average across the board, what else besides raising prices should someone be thinking about? So I think that kind of goes back to our earlier, uh, episodes where we're talking about like figuring out what that product is going to be. What, what the is product the product is? Yeah. What is the product? Yeah. And so, you know, for, as we've said before, you know, a lot of the right now, the if in the shoot and burn world, the product is a set of files. Yeah. And there's really only so much that you're going to be able to charge for that. But then once you say, okay, well, actually, I do want to do product. Yeah. If you have a price list that has, you know, if it's just a lot of little, so, you know, you mm-hmm. have an eight by 10 is this much, a five by seven is this much, a four by six is this much. And then maybe there's a few packages or whatever. You can kind of tell what somebody's average sale is by looking very, very almost to the dollar by looking at their price list. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. true. You know, and there's some price lists that you look at and you're like, you know, people say, oh, I need to raise my average sale. Do I need to raise my prices? It's like, well, no, actually you need to build out your product line because if your client came in and bought every single thing on this list, it's still only going to be like $500. Yeah. <laughs> right. One of everything is 500. Right. Exactly. And, and that's something that I learned in my prior business when I had a scrapbooking store because yeah. we had a little house and we had, we had like some stickers and we had some little, you know, funky scissors that cut things into cute shapes. And one day we're walking through and, and my business partner at the time, she's like, if we sold everything in this place today, we, we wouldn't break even like we got to get more inventory. In here. Yeah. So, so I think it's an interesting concept that had not occurred to me because I was just thinking, Oh, let's sell fun scrapbooking supplies. Oh, let's sell. So, so when you come into this, you're like, okay, I'm no longer going to shoot and burn, or maybe you've been selling product for a long time, but you're not making, you're not creating the average sale that you want. You start, you need to start looking at your products. So yes. how that manifests itself to me um, is I look at like, what do I want? What do I want my clients to have? Mm-hmm. What do I think is the best thing for them? Not just what, do, what I think would make me the most money, but what do I truly feel in my heart 
How do I feel like my work is best collected and shown? And how do I feel like that should be manifest in my clients' homes? And so obviously, since I only really have two products, which is wall art and albums, I have some iterations of that. So the wall art is by size, right? You know, eight by 10 up to 10 feet or however big I can get it. And then, um, you know, albums are going to be just a couple, you know, as far as like, they're, they're all 10 by 10, but I'll have the different page, you know, different page counts based on what it is that we're doing. So that way, when you think, well, what I would really, what I really think every client should have is I think they need an iconic individual piece of art that has their family as, you know, front and center or, or either the family group or the kids together. Mm-hmm. And then they should have the beginnings of a family gallery going somewhere else in the secondary place in their home. And then they should have an album to have all the rest of the things that were all those little moments in between. We're using some of those moments that are in between on the gallery wall, but just some of those little more storytelling documentation. And I really do feel like that every kid in that family should have a copy of that, a duplicate copy of that album. So that's ideal world to me are those things. And so not everybody buys that, but that's where I'm I'm coming from. But you base everything in your business from from your marketing to who, who you are as a brand to the 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 consultation beforehand to the session itself, and then obviously when it comes right down in the rubber meets the road in the sale, like everything is based off of that foundation, right? Right. Yep. So if those are important, it's an important building block. The way that I see it is to kind of figure out what do I want them to have in the first place, right? And 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 it's not going to be oh I would, I'll be delighted if they buy an eight by ten and three four by sixes, right? right? And where everybody, I think, what prevents you, I, I shouldn't say prevent the stumbling block for me yeah. was I was so busy looking at what everybody else was doing, you know, because I was a new business to me, and I was like, okay, well, so how am I supposed to sell this? Oh, okay. They're selling eight by tens and five by sevens. And then, you know, some wall art, somehow the wall art wasn't really like totally clicking with me. Like I, I knew they could do a canvas. So I was thinking of it in terms of what it was printed on. Like, oh, it's a gallery wrap canvas. Oh, it's a fine art print frame. Oh, it's like, I was thinking about substrates rather than what's really the end result. The client doesn't really have an interest in what it's printed on. They just, the end result is this is hanging in my home. And every time I walk past it, even though I hate my kids today, I did love them then. And that reminds me that I'm going to let them, I'm going to smother them in their sleep. <laughs> that not tonight, maybe right. tomorrow, right. but tonight I'm going to let them live. Yeah. 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 That, so that's the results. So when you start from that and you say, okay, so if, if you're in your business, rather than looking around at what anybody else is doing, which we've already talked about that, what do I think, mm-hmm. me, Allison Tyler Jones, how I shoot. I shoot big families, you know, smaller families, crazy personality fun. I want them to have that iconic family image. Yeah. Want them to have a little gallery, want them to have an album. And then I would like them to have copies for each of the each of the kids. So that's the goal. So if you're in your your business, you and Vicky, same thing. You're she's gonna think, what is it that I want each client to have? And then if you add all that up, so if I add up an iconic portrait, a few things for the gallery and an album, and that's a thousand dollars. I'm never going to, I'm, I'm just taking the money from my client and I'm handing it off to White House. Well, essentially, I mean, if, I when, if you add that up, the, whatever that's going to add up to be is what you should hope that your averages are. And, in, and so if it adds up to $874, 
then don't expect a $3,000 sales average. Exactly. Right? I mean, we're just talking about, not to, I don't need to want to dismiss this or just belittle what we're saying, but we're really talking about math and, and some common sense, you know, like hard hard math. We're not even doing long division. This is just like, (laughs) right. I mean, so, so I, I guess what I'm hearing you say is that if you want those sales averages to go up, it's not merely about raising your prices. That certainly is, is, is a piece of the puzzle and maybe a big piece of the puzzle, but there's more to it than that. What are your clients actually buying and how, how is it positioned to, to give them that option in the first place, right? Like if you're not offering a 40 by 60, they're not going to buy a 40 by 60. If they don't know they can, they aren't going to. And that, and that applies to everything. Right. So if they're ordering online, they're, you're putting up web galleries and they're, they're going and they're, they're seeing like everything's little and thumbnail and this, yep. you know, you might have on there a 30 by 40 canvas, but they're looking little, right? So if they're coming into, if you're, they're coming into a studio space, then that the work needs to be big. It needs to be how you think it should be. Short to sell not, it. not just making it big because that's what you heard that, you know, you got to show what you want to sell. Of course, that's true. But really, that's how I think it should be. I think, you know, I don't know if you can see her, but I've got a, I've got a picture here in my lobby of these two little kids and one's holding the dog and uh, the the little girl's holding on to see it in the mirror. Yeah. And they're two, like, they're two 30 by 60 prints that go right next to each other. Yeah. And for that image that it was, I mean, it was a friggin' mic drop. I knew it when I shot it, that those kids were hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, this needs to be big. And then the, the leash needs to be going between the two pieces. And that's what it needs to be. Like, that is how that image should be. Yeah, you were near You knew you were going to break that up into a diptych with two. Yeah, totally. Right. So it's just having that vision and being that, that expert. And so when we go from, you know, the sales killers of, you know, being timid, not being confident, we're going to do a consultation. We're going to let people know that this is just the way we work. This is like, this is our process. Then as we're doing all of that, we're defining the scope of work. We're, we're deciding what it is that we're shooting mm-hmm. for before, before we actually sell it. And then when we're, and we're figuring out like all the hard objections and all the hard things, right. then we, when it comes to the sale, then we have all of these, we have the inventory, so to speak, we have the product line so that they can create. So that we can create our vision for that client of their family on the walls mm-hmm. in there. And then the hugest piece of that, and I think that's kind of like the, the whole package of selling in this business, especially, is just being that expert, is, is walking into that space and just owning that your clients want your opinion. So you need to have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, to know how it is that you're work is best displayed, how it's best printed. And you don't have to look which one, you know, which, what, what do you want this printed on canvas or whatever? No, no, no. My work is best printed on these substrates. So those are the only things I offered. We're not talking about all of those other options. It's just narrowed and it's just simple. I sometimes, very- I sometimes think that the way I frame it is that your clients deserve your opinion, yeah. right? They want it, they need it, and they really deserve it. And I say it that way because I feel as though if a photographer isn't, if a photographer isn't offering their opinion or presenting their opinion in a way with confidence um, and as an expert, then you're doing your client a disservice in almost every case, right? For sure. Right. 
Yeah. Because, because just the capture and the digital, you know, and the file, even if you've, even if you've done the retouching on it, that is like, that's not a finished product. That's not a final. Certainly not the same way. Once it's, once it's been printed, then once it's been framed or mounted, however it's done. And then in my, in our world, it's then, it's also delivered and installed. Right. Right. Then that is the full, and then them enjoying it. That's the full journey. Yeah. For my clients. It's not, it's not the file. So, um, and then I have an opinion about that all along the way. And what I I used to be more timid in sharing that. I would have opinions, but I'd be like, well, you could do it this way or you could do it this way. Cause I just wanted to be like, you know, didn't want them to feel like I was being pushy or whatever. But now what I found, like, I had one client that I've been working with. I, I find that the three-year mark is a very sweet spot for clients. Yeah. I find that at, at three years, they seem to just, that's the fully trust, right? They've just been through it enough. And by the time right. we hit the third time they're just so I had this client she'd come in the third time and I don't know what happened but I we were looking at the at the images and I was you know laying at her wall and stuff and I asked her a question which I normally don't do but I was like well I don't know what do you think what do you think of this I asked her opinion about something and she literally put her hand on the desk and she had her eyes were big and wide and she said oh wait no you're the boss of me (laughs) I, I, I don't, I don't have like, that's, that's why I'm hiring you. Like, why I don't are you to, asking me that even after yeah. all we've been through? <laughs> you have to be the boss of me. Like I can't, I don't know. This is above my pay grade. Like this right. is your job. So right. Right. I feel like, like that was like, oh, that's so true. Like yeah. I don't, when you're hiring an expert to do something, you want them to give you that expertise because that you're paying for the expertise as much as you're paying for the stuff that's going on the wall. Well, and that's why I say they deserve it because that it's, yeah. it's why they're paying you money. It's why yeah. they're, it's why they've chosen you. Right. Yep. And why the higher the price point goes, the more they rely on that expertise. Yeah. As, as it should be. Yeah, for sure. It's all part of the, all part of the experience, but it's, it's hard to, I think that is a journey for, every photographer it's a you know as you yeah. develop style you know i think people can re- photographers can really relate to developing your style mm-hmm. you kind of start out doing a little bit of everything you maybe copy this person copy that person maybe cobble some things together put your own spin on it mm-hmm. but then as you kind of really lean into if you're if you're successful at it right is you start to go okay i like this part of what he did but I would do it this way, right, right? Right. And you start to make it your own. And then the same thing with being an expert. You're like, you might start talking the talk in the beginning. You might sound like somebody else. Like, okay, we're selling eight by tens or we're doing this thing. But at some point you realize, I mean, haven't we all been in a sales meeting with a client and they're like, okay, so you know, what would be really cute is, you know, the rose that she's holding, could you just make the whole image black and white and then just retouch uh-huh. and just make rose red, you know? <laughs> Cause I had that happen like early on and I was like in, in inside, I was like, okay, am I going to, is this like customer is always right moment or, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not going to happen on my watch, you know? <laughs> and I just, I was just like, oh, here's why, here's why I think that this would be a better idea. <laughs> you know? And now somebody says that to me, I'm like, I'm philosophically opposed to collective power. So no, we're not doing that. I cringe yeah. a little bit because I remember in the days where that's exactly what we were doing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, I was hand painting that stuff with oils oh. back in the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. yeah. 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 That's yeah. Funny. So, but, and, and, but that's a good point. That is also a good point is that as we evolve, yes. so our style evolves and yes. what, 
what we think is cool evolves, even though we're always, I think everybody pretty much tries to be classic and timeless, you know, that even within that, there is an evolution of how you see family because you guys, how you saw family before you had children was very different than when you had babies, which is very different than now. And I can tell you as an older mom, it's going to change yet again. You're going to be like, why did everybody warn me about teenagers when it's really the young adults that are total nightmares, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) So as you go through that process, that the thing that's so valuable about that, and we discount our own expertise mm. is we don't realize that that is the stuff in the portrait world, in the portrait business, that's your cred. That's yeah. your street. Cred. As yeah. much as your, your ability to photograph beautifully is your ability to say, Oh, I know they're so hard when they're that age. You know, we went through that or to just be able to talk with family, with right. people, and be able to relate. Even if you don't have your own kids, right? You've photographed a lot of people, like you know about people, and to let them feel heard, and it's just all part of like an amazing experience. And all of that together, with all of these things that we've been talking about, it just comes together, and it's just all like a little, I don't know, a strand in a tapestry, yeah. and then it is beautiful. Yeah, very, very well said. Well, that was that was sales. Yeah. Well, and of course, you know, there's, you can do a PhD course on it, right? Yeah. We can talk for several dozen or hundreds of more hours. 400 episodes. But but don't you feel like Jed, that the biggest, the number one biggest thing when we talk about all these objections and sabotage and things that burn yourselves down, they really all come down to, I I don't even want to say a lack of confidence. I would just say fear. Well, I think they go hand in hand. I think that I think that confidence can be the conqueror of fear, or at least that's how it can manifest. That's what it can look like, right? I mean, and that's one for me. It's one of the reasons why it's so relatable to everybody because I don't know anybody that was that was never afraid of this, that, or the other. Like we get it, right? But you but you have to face that. You have to understand that you're not the only one, and you have to when you hear other people say it repeatedly. At some point, if if you're stuck there, you have to be able to say, "Man, there's probably something to this, right? Yep. Right?" And 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 my clients are coming to me as the expert, even if I feel like I'm not. I am, right? That's that, that's what it comes down to for me. And 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 then you build that confidence over time too. Your style will evolve, both in in your creativity and your business, and in and in your and as a salesperson, um, and your confidence grows too, right? And when you and when you mess up, just learn from it. Pick yourself back up and do it again. Get get back in the game. Yeah. Easier said so, than done, I know. And it's cold comfort for someone that's struggling. I also get that too. But it doesn't yeah. change that that's how it is. No, that's true. And there's one of my favorite quotes, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was by um, Michael Corda. I think he wrote the book about New York Times bestsellers or something like that. But he said, basically, the difference between um, the, the most successful people um, and, and the rest is that the most successful people are willing to take responsibility. Uh, so, and, and when you, when you take responsibility and another, there's another word for responsibility that people don't like, which is control. Uh, and I actually love that word. <laughs> In fact, above my desk, I have a little girl that is opening a leather jacket and she has on her t-shirt control freak. And so when anybody asks me why I don't sell digital files, I'm like, see that little girl. That's my, that's my spirit animal. Is yeah, that's I, me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's taking responsibility for 
you know what? I'm not going to let you print this because you won't print it right. It mm. won't be great for you. And you actually will never print it. Mm. I'm not willing to let these images live on your computer. I'm willing to step out and even though it's freaking scary and say, this is how I think you should do it. This is how, this is how much it costs. Right. This is what that costs. And I'm going to hold your hand every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And then we just did, uh, we just installed uh, yesterday, a client who had, it was the biggest generational session I've ever done. So 57 people in this image, the family picture was 10 feet long, 10 feet wide, oh. we did a whole gallery. And, um, as I left, I mean, it was just a lovely experience. She was teary. It was just so great. And I turned around and I said to her, okay, now I just need you to know that as you're walking by these images tonight and you're looking at them, if, if there is something that we forgot to retouch, if there is, if it is not perfect, if one of your grandkids comes over and throws a Nerf dart and hits the middle of that thing and it cracks and breaks and scratches it, it's it's going to be reprinted. It's going to be redone and we'll show up with it. So do not, as you're looking at this thing, I can't call her. I mm. would feel too embarrassed. I need you to know that no matter what, if one of these kids in these pictures gets divorced and we need to retouch somebody out, we'll do it because we've done it before. Yeah, I know that. And as I got in my car, I just thought, that's why I charge what I charge. Yeah. That's why I do it because I can say that and I don't have any like, oh, I hope she doesn't call. Right. You know, and here's what happened this morning. I got a text from her. She's like, you're going to be so sad to hear from me. And I did kind of think like, oh no. And she said, I just can't live without the other picture of my girl's fancy. And I need to add to. So she added one. Yeah. Perfect. So, so it's, that wasn't being salesy. No. That wasn't like, hey, nope. Beth, you know, since you bought the gallery, if you'll go ahead and upgrade to that 16 by 20, I'll right. make you a great deal on that. Like right. that's how we're talking. Right. We're just being authentic and true to yeah. who, how we see it and what we are. And so, and that's really all you can ever be, you know, you, yeah. I think you're such a good example of that. It's just be who you are and, um, but charge what you're worth and know charge the value. what you're worth and you're worth a lot. Yeah. Period. Thanks for being here. And if there's anybody that you know that you feel like would benefit from today's episode, please send it to them. And if you have a minute and you could give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, it means a huge amount to a small little tiny podcast like us. We would really appreciate any reviews. And if you go to at ATJ photo on Instagram and DM me, if there's something that you love, something that you didn't love or something that you would really like to hear more about that would help you with your portrait photography business. I'm all ears and I would love to hear what that is, but thank you so much for being here and we'll see you on the next episode of The Rework. You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do dot the dot rework.